Hello, everyone. Uh, another very warm welcome to the Five Stories podcast. Um, we've got Niall with us and we've got Nathan, as usual. Uh, and we're talking about the Two Towers, the second um, kind of um, part of the of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So really excited to chat about it. Um, and so Nathan has chosen a, a, a rough theme for the for the Two Towers, which is hope, um, which is a very good one um so we'll be exploring that Thank you. Uh, yeah well t- congratulations Nathan. well done well done <laughs> uh, find something vague enough to fit the two towers finally a compliment um... <laughs> i've been i've been waiting for i don't know how many episodes <laughs> and um and niall has chosen a character now niall i don't know if we could continue what we did last time and maybe you could um you know read out a quote from your character um, and then people could guess what it is. Um, but yeah, go for it. Go for it now. You know what, Johnny? I think uh, I think we can make that happen. Great. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so this week, um, so a quote from uh, the character that I'd like to talk about is, the praise of the praiseworthy is above all rewards. The praise of the praiseworthy is above all rewards. Give me mm. a couple of seconds to think about that one. Really tricky one, Niall. Gosh. Mm, that is a tricky one. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't get this. And I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> um so everyone, to reveal the character, the character is Faramir. Um and Faramir. Faramir. Good old Faramir. Yeah, so we're gonna be <laughs> discussing hope and discussing Faramir. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, maybe, um, I don't know, Nathan, maybe you could just kind of open us up, just talk a bit about why you chose hope for the two towers and what, um, Mm. what that kind of represents. Yeah. Well, there's lots of, um, yeah, again, there's lots of themes in the, uh, in the trilogy as a a whole and, and, and in the, in the two towers as, as well, um, I think the, the the reason I chose hope is I, f- I feel like that scene from the film with Gandalf and the sunlight shining behind him and him coming down the hill is kind of etched in my memory. I'm not sure if it's actually from the film or do you remember the game we used to play on a PS2, Johnny? <laughs> um, it, was, it was a very strange, um, it, was, it was a very good game, but a very strange sort of melange that they did where they would use <laughs> scenes from the film and then it would slowly deteriorate into very low <laughs> quality, low resolution graphics. Uh, it's kind of an say, odd, though, odd choice. I, I have to say, like the the game, The Return of the King on on PlayStation Two. If if no, if people haven't played Top three, game, yeah, you, you yeah. just got to play it because it, it's just absolutely brilliant. It's a great game, great game. Anyway, sorry, carry me, on. me and Johnny spent spent hours and hours, hours, hours playing that one. That oh yeah, one. using me both. <laughs> oh, you as, you as well, Niall. Oh, it's, Absolutely, it's, I like the two towers as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like two you towers, know, I mean, it was, a bit, it was a bit more rustic, wasn't it? It was a bit more kind of. It was, but listen, like Return of the King, what was it? Two towers could walk, 
so that Return of the King could run. Isn't that it? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was also at the time with all these um, film game tie-ins. So I remember there was all these mm. rubbish, rubbish computer games that were just sort of money grabs off the back of um, films. I remember there was this Narnia one, which was just ridiculous. It was sort of some sort of... Oh, I don't remember that one. Weird sort of childish Tetris. game. Yeah. Narnia Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia Tetris. It was just like... Who who asked for this? So I think in, in that space, it was just quite beautiful that we actually had some solid games. Yeah, it was um, a good quality game. It was, yeah. it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, Nathan, sorry, I totally interrupted. No, so your, that your no, 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 no. That's that's fine. Um, I was I was expecting it. Um, yeah. So the, but that that picture of Gandalf coming down at the at the lowest point at the troops on the grounds, um, day. You see, you see Gandalf coming there, and they obviously were all hoping that he would come. But as as the battle grows uh, and and gets more and more towards its its conclusion, you you can imagine them thinking, "Oh, it's kind of I don't think this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna happen." And so they they decide to kind of ride out um, together as kind of a last hurrah. Um, but yeah, that that hope. Um, that's that's necessary in in humans and i was i was kind of thinking it's it's not necessarily linked to linked to lord of the rings but maybe it's something that that separates it from um animals in in some ways i know i know we and uh anthropomorph anthropomorphize is that when you make an animal into a human i think so yeah is that, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, <laughs> you, you can, you can kind of anthropomorphize animals into having hope and, and these kind of emotions. Yeah. But for I think it's it's quite a uniquely human thing to have the the expectation build up the hope of the hope of something, mm-hmm. um, and it's a beautiful thing when people who have been disappointed in the past can still build up build up that hope um for for something good for something good to happen and it's it's a beautiful thing if you're around people who are who are hopeful um and it's a horrible thing if you're around people who are hopeless mm-hmm. um but but it's yeah it's, I, I just find it yeah that that emotion I, I don't know if you would call it an emotion or just a, a feeling of a feeling of hope i think it's it's necessary and if you're in a very difficult time you want people around you to be hopeful and to be able to share encouragement encouragement with you mm. um so yeah that that picture of gandalf arriving on the on the hill i think that's kind of the epitome of what i would see as um as hope uh if if we were talking about in a in a film so nice yeah that's that's great nathan thank you for that that's um that's really interesting really cool um i just as a, a a brief side point um and coming back poor poor george r martin coming back to um uh the game of thrones again um <laughs> i remember nathan and you you know that i hate memes you know that i just i i just don't click with them at all but this i think lord of the rings memes really get me i i, I don't know what it is but there's something in there that i i'm like i actually understand this and i can kind of relate to it but anyway so there was this um this meme that was saying oh i hear that um you know the 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 game of thrones uh like uh white walker battle is going to be like um is going to be more epic than helm's deep 
and I remember like like someone wrote on it or commented on it something something saying um if Gandalf ain't appearing at first light on the third day it ain't gonna be <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just, uh, I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, just a, a little side plug. Although I have nothing to do with this Facebook page, but there's a great Facebook page, or there used to be a great Facebook page. I'm not even sure if it's running still. Um, that had great Lord of the Rings memes. I, I remember one of them was taking a quote, um, uh, from Treebeard, where he says, uh, "And now, now he has a mind of metal." Uh, when talking about Saruman, and it cuts to Christopher Lee in his heavy metal band, <laughs> just playing. <laughs> it's very yeah, funny. So good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's a, a there's a good Facebook page for that. Yeah, there's a lot of great content out there. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I think that is. I mean, I kind of feel like in lots of ways the two towers. Um, I mean, often like the second part of a trilogy does kind of feel it, it kind of feels like the low point doesn't it? it it kind of feels like the the dipping kind of before it before it rises again um uh like i mean the first you know the first star wars kind of trilogy is it's definitely like that um but it feels like there's like a lot of hope within the two towers that the kind of you get the you know you you've got you've got gandalf like kind of coming back from the dead you've got um you've got this like the kind of the ends rising up you've got the um yeah you've got lots of different points in in the two towers where there's a lot of hope um and i think um yeah it's it's a really like i think there's a lot a lot of like maybe bad stuff happens in it or whatever but i think i think i think there's there's an overriding sense of hope in it so yeah i think that's bang on yeah yeah um yeah, Niall, did you have any thoughts on the hope kind of um yeah throughout the two towers and I mean I absolutely agree that um I get shivers down my spine every time I see Gandalf up that hill, up that impossibly steep hill. Yeah. Like you know, just <laughs> magic and magic alone got them down that yeah. hill. It's incredible um, he didn't fall off the horse. It's um absolutely a miracle. Um <laughs> It's rock, yeah. rock hard abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that, that gets me every time. And then also when the ends marched on Isengard, like that sort of the shivers. Mm. Oof. Mm. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, 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 you know, there's a lot of hope there. But uh, yeah, hope's one of those things, isn't it? You sort of, it's, if you think about it, it, it it's about how much you have it's like luck isn't it you sort of get mm. luck when luck on its own sounds like a very positive word but if you've got no luck or if you've got very little luck mm. uh, if you've got mm. luck, like less hope you know it, it sort of puts the spin on it so um i think hope is something that ebbs and flows and i think that's what's so interesting about the two towers is the ebb and flow of hope mm. and mm um that is actually again one of the reasons why i sort of i veered towards baromir mm. as well um because in me personally nowhere does hope ebb and flow so chaotically than on sort of the front lines of gondor and 
uh, particularly in the two towers, um, both from a sort of a, a macro sort of strategic level, but also in a very personal one. Um, yeah. Because on the one hand, you know, on one side of Middle Earth, you've got, you know, Gandalf riding down with thousands of horses kind of relieving um, Helm's Deep. But then on the other side, you've got one hobbit who, you know, was spurned and betrayed by a friend and now has met his brother who has sort of redeemed him and that sort of restoration of of, of hope in some ways is just as powerful mm. yeah yeah i think that's that's totally bang on like the the kind of ebbing and flowing like is is totally yeah that, that's that's a really good way of putting it i think and you know yeah like i guess that was kind of what i was trying to say with like you know, there's kind of underlying darkness of the two towers and the sort of, you know, that, um, yeah, definitely in those kind of scenes of, you know, like Faramir, like on the front line of Mordor, like just kind of, it does feel very hopeless, like watching those kind of, like it, it feels like there's no way that, that Faramir and his little band of people can hold back the, this force. And I think that is... A, a hopeless kind of but it, it interestingly like i definitely like i don't see faramir as like a a character that doesn't have hope um which is kind of interesting because you and i guess this is kind of what you're saying you know you almost carry it in you don't you like that sort of like you know that um it's not necessarily impacted by the circumstances around you um that that you might still have hope um, which is kind of weird, like in a way, uh, you kind of think um, that that would that hope is definitely oh some something that you feel when you're when you're feeling good and you're feeling like everything around you is going well. But I think I think mm. actually people can have hope in like the darkest times, um, which is just a kind of interesting thing about hope um, and like about Faramir as a character that he like he errs on the side of hoping that everything is is going to be is going to turn out okay you know um mm. and i think you know the way that he treats frodo is like you know what i don't understand this situation i'm more powerful than him but i don't i i i hope that everything is going to turn out all right rather than i guess com comparing that to boromir where boromir was like i just need to take it from him and I need to take control of the situation. And in a way, sometimes mm. like having hope means you're letting go of control. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's mm. kind of yeah. And I think also, yeah, like also along along those lines, I think you don't you don't want to be naively hopeful in general. You you don't you, you don't ever want to get to a point where anything that happens, you're just like, oh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's all gonna be wonderful next week. Um yeah, but the I think I think the best way to be hopeful is to understand everything um, that could go wrong, but to choose to be brave or choose to, um, you know, do something powerful like like Faramir when he when he lets Frodo and Sam go. That's that's not a naive hope hopefulness that oh maybe they'll they'll sort of make it. That's like a um, you know I I I I fully understand how difficult everything's going to be but i believe in uh 
in those two and I, I believe we can uh, help them more by by letting them go because yeah you, you you don't want to end up being just naive and I, I've, I've met a few people um like that and and just everything's everything's fine and it, and it usually doesn't end it usually ends in a massive <laughs> breakdown at, at some point um but but to fully understand the gravity of of situations around you but to choose to be brave and and be be hopeful i think that's uh that's definitely a, a good good thing absolutely um something just that sprung to mind listening to both of you and um, was um this the concept of forlorn hope uh, i don't know how into the likes of um sharp which actually uh tv tv series sean bean it all <laughs> comes back to bean um but uh you know uh lieutenant captain major lieutenant colonel sharp whichever iteration you want to go with um he is a soldier in the the, the british army and and you know the type of warfare that they do involves sieges and uh you know breaking down walls and when a wall was broken down there is a uh, um, contingent of, 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 of soldiers that uh, either kind of press ganged or elected to become the forlorn hope. And the forlorn hope is the vanguard of the invading force, of the besieging force. And they are the first ones through the breach um, to sort of put the pressure on the enemy and to let the rest of the sort of besieging army through. And obviously, if you're on the tip of that, uh, odds are you're not going to get out kind of unscathed or worse still, you're not going to get out at all. Um, but it is, it's, so it's called this forlorn hope because of the, sort of the morbid nature of it, but also the necessity. Someone's got to go out first. Mm. Um, and then I was just sort of thinking to myself, you know, is there a situation like that in Lord of the Rings and Helm's Deep? So whilst on the one hand, you've got Gandalf up top, down in the Hornburg, you've got... Theoden, Aragorn, kind of riding out to meet him and sort of with this forlorn hope that something will happen. Um, again, you know, it's it's dark. It's a dark hope. You know, you don't know if you're going to get out, but you know that you've got to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it really does sort of show the variance of, of this I don't even know if it's an emotion. Like, what is, like, what even is hope? It's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's I guess, yeah, it's a feeling, isn't it? It's like a, it's, it's like. A sense? Yeah. Okay. I think it's almost like an, a kind of knowledge that, that it's. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. It's a really interesting kind of thing because it's hard to define and hard to pin down, but you know what you're talking about when you're talking about it. And I think, um, yeah, that kind of forlorn hope. I mean, Faramir is totally that as well, is isn't he? Like in terms of like that last kind of Osgiliath bastion um, at the end, uh, just before Mordor, like, like kind of holding back the darkness, um, and like, and then that's totally just dipping into the return of the king but that's totally demonstrated in in the way that he just rides out and there's no you know that's hopeless like that situation where he just goes out like is just like there's no hope here like there's um absolutely like, it's very much yeah. just portray that kind of forlorn hope um 
yeah definitely yeah. i mean you know just talking about that and the kind of the people who either volunteered or press ganged you know um i don't necessarily think faramir volunteered to ride out to oskelia that day um yeah. so yeah. um it is quite interesting yeah the differences i suppose um between that those, those types of hope um but on i suppose faramir's hope and um you know what sets him apart from his brother is that he is hopeful he is hopeful in a way that his brother just couldn't be um because his brother sort of his hope gave way to desperation to go for the ring um whereas Faramir willingly sort of discard like sort of like discards it you know i mean there's temptation in the films but in the books there's next to none um he sort of you know Kind of expresses surprise at the situation that he finds himself in but not for a second does he say i'm i'm thinking about taking this ring from you yeah he doesn't even take them to osgiliath he he, he lets them out in athelian um which you know is such a far cry and and funnily enough actually a sort of a quote uh that did pop out to me that's something that kind of gandalf says um about faramir and baromir and what was it? It's something about how the the Numenorean blood, the the blood of Westerness, flows kind of more kind of truly in Faramir than it does in Boromir, which I just think was quite an interesting thing um, to to say. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, he says it both of, of Denethor and Faramir that the kind of the blood of of, of old Numenor flows more deeply in them than, than, than Boromir, which I just thought was quite interesting. Mm. Um, and I mean, look, we can, we can sort of be here all day to kind of overanalyze what exactly Tolkien meant by that. But um, I'm sure, I'm sure that there is sort of a strength of character that he's alluding to mm. um, that maybe Mar- Boromir just sort of lacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I mean, it's more dipping into Return of the King, I guess, but you know, that like, it's very difficult to foresee like or to to see how things would have been different you know i mean maybe we might talk about this a bit in the next one but sort of that like if boromir had been in the situation that faramir was in like it's unlikely that he would i feel like i can't picture him like riding out without you know just (laughs) like just hopelessly riding out into that into into death in in some ways um but yeah it's it's a kind of yeah the, the, it's just fascinating kind of characters and, mm. and um yeah i just i think Far- like faramir does really like kind of depict that kind of um ebb and flow of hope and um and the other thing just on faramir that i just um i i really like and i i think it it as you were saying now like it represents this kind of like liminal kind of line between like the good and evil um of like characters in Lord of the Rings when I mean I, I know it's definitely in the film but I think it's in a book as well where the one of the East Easterlings falls out of the um the Oliphant and and Faramir kind of looks at him and I, I can't get the quote exactly right but but he he just kind of says I wonder who this man was and if he had been if he'd been born in a different circumstance, whether actually he would be fighting on the side of good or whatever. You know, like like he kind mm. of goes into this kind of philosophical kind of thing, which which I really love. And I, I, I do kind of 
and that's another thing like going back to Tolkien and maybe his experience of war and like seeing maybe dead bodies um of people on on the other side and like maybe wondering like oh maybe you know maybe I'm just the same as him and maybe there's I don't know there's a kind of interesting sort of dynamic there I think I mean that's spot on I'd say I mean I think Tolkien actually most identified with Faramir Mm. um as a character um yeah he's on he's on the front lines um and then similar to the psalm it's a line that you know shifts only gradually um you know um and then sort of he's out there for 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 ages and, and then sort of like the glory of war is 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 sort of kind of long gone stale for him mm. um and um that's really not what he's interested in anymore um uh, but he's still there and he's still fighting um but he has a very nuanced um view of it and i suppose it's also one of the few times where actually yeah so you've got the um the haradrim coming up and uh again sort of like a, a kind of a, a kingdom of men um and you don't really get that many of those situations in in lord of the rings where you've got sort of man fighting man and you've got the, sort of like the uh the dunlending dunlendings something like that up, up there um, like mountain Rohan. Yeah, mountain people. You've got the mountain people. You've got Umbar, but like, yeah, you don't really see those sort of confrontations. And I think this is one of those few times where you can really see the ambiguities of of, of a conflict. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, maybe that's quite a good kind of note to end on. Um. That sort of the kind of ebb and flow of hope in the two towers and the the ambiguity of 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 it all um and the kind of conflict within faramir as well um yeah um but nathan maybe if you had anything else to add i don't know if you um have any other kind of points no i mean it's it's interesting how it's like it's two brothers who are probably the most complex characters in in lord of the rings in in a lot of ways i think the 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 relationship they have with each other, the relationship that they have with their dad as well. I think that's such a, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't actually, I see it in small ways, but I don't actually know a, a, a father son's relationship. That's, that's, you know, as extreme as, as the one that's kind of portrayed, um, uh, portrayed uh, in the, uh, in the film, but the, yeah, the the relationship between Faramir and Boromir, and how the way that they've grown up, how that affects how they see the world and and how they see things. And I mean, obviously, me and you, Johnny, have very different um, views on <laughs> on the world as well. And it's just amazing that um, two brothers or two two siblings in in general can go, grow up in very. Um, I mean, obviously, Faramir and Boromir are treated very differently, and I, I don't think we were treated so differently, in, not in that way. <laughs> um, but that you can grow up in very similar circumstances, but just end up as as two completely different people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe, yeah, and not to give too many spoilers, but I'm sure there will be more room for discussion in the next podcast. Um so yeah, um, let's end there. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And um, yeah, thanks for joining, uh, Nathan and Niall. It's been a been a pleasure. Um, yeah. We'll thanks, see- Johnny. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, thanks for listening. Nathan. All right. See you next time. Bye.